This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode from Heartlife NFP is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Please enjoy the show. Loyal Policies. This is Heartlife NFP executive producer Jeffrey Gardner. Thank you so much for listening. We are very excited to bring you our 2016 Halloween special, Beyond the Door, written by Gabrielle Urbina. If you'd like to hear more of Gabrielle's work, we heartily recommend checking out the excellent Wolf 359 at www.wolf359.fm If you'd like to support Heartlife NFP in our fair city, please consider making a pledge to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. There, you can get great rewards like shoutouts on the air, our fair city ringtones, personalized Heartlife policy certificates, and more. You can also help spread the word by rating and reviewing on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you're listening to us on. Thank you so much, and as always... We'll see you in the tunnels. Psst. Psst. Yeah, you. Look, would you mind if I... Shh, keep your voice down. Left or right? Did you go left or... Uh, okay. Okay. Hey, listen. I know we're not supposed to talk, but could I ask you a favor? No, it's nothing. Just here. Go ahead. Pick it up. Nice little pocket watch, right? It doesn't look broken, right? Hey, when... When they brought you in, did you see any signs? Or some kind of name? Just, do you have any idea where we... Shh! Quiet! Right. If we're gonna do this, let's make it fast. Neither one of us needs any more hours on our shifts. How'd I end up here? Probably the same way you did. I don't even remember how it all started. One day, I was just going about my business, and then... Oh, these? Don't worry about those. I've got time. I've got lots and lots of time. Like I said, I don't remember getting taken into custody. I don't know if they got me while I was asleep, or if I was drugged, or... All I remember is the cell. I'm suddenly waking up there in the dark. And the cold. I don't even know what I thought at first. You wake up somewhere you've never been before, no light anywhere, no idea how you got there. 
Maybe I thought it was a joke. Maybe I hoped it was a joke. But then... Hello? Is someone there? Hello? Hello? I don't know how long I was sitting there in the dark. An hour? A day? I was starting to think maybe I'd gone blind when... <laughs> okay. You've got yourself in a bit of trouble, haven't you, Ms. M? Who? Who are you? It is not the time for questions yet, Ms. M. Let's begin. On your feet. But where did you come? I said on your feet, now! Easy, easy, Goodwin. Give our friend a moment. She's not our friend. She is an... Yes, in- I know. Still, a moment. Eyes front, Ms. M. We are ready to begin. Begin? What is happening? Look, this isn't funny. I I want to know why I'm here. Oh, that's rich. Don't act like you don't know Not yet. Not yet. My name is Tennyson, and this is my partner, Mr. Goodwin. We are going to be processing your case today. My what? Your case, you piece of maggot bait. Are you deaf? Case? What case? What the hell is going on here? Please, Ms. M, save all of your questions for the end of the procedure. I'm going to start the recording now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. Tennyson, presiding, assisted by Mr. Goodwin. We are here to process the trial of one Ms. Ellen M. Trial? Look, there's been some mistake. Of course I ha- there's been. Never heard that one before. No, but no, I, I've never... Please, miss, if you think that there's been a clerical error, you will have to fill out a personal information correction form. <sighs> Ms. M was brought into our custody this morning and placed in one of the black cells. You will find all other relevant details in the case file that has been provided to you. All right, Ms. M, let's begin. But but shouldn't there be a jury and and a judge? And I get a lawyer oh, and- give me a break. Where do you think you are? I am afraid, Ms. M, that we no longer have time for such luxuries. You got any idea how long all that takes? How many people we need to process? You really think we got time for all that mamby-pamby, bleeding heart bull- The point is that in these trying times, we have had to move forward. Our new methods are more efficient. We will be providing any counsel that you might require over the course- Over the course of your trial. What? What was that? It's none of your business. Try to put it out of your mind. Now, pay attention- But what? Do not interrupt! Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. You will notice that there are two doors in this cell, one to your right and one to your left. You are welcome to go through either one at any moment. Neither one is locked or bolted or in any way obstructed. There will be no attempt to stop you from going through either door. However, you should note that once you go through a door, you will not be allowed to go back under any circumstances. Your choice is final and binding. But... Shouldn't there be I like, said no interrupting. Perhaps you misunderstand us, Ms. M. This is not the punishment. This is not a sentence. This is the trial. But what is my crime? Why you am I be stupid piece of what part of no is- Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. That will do for now. Why are you here, Ms. M? You're here because of everything. We are here to discuss. Everything. If you go through the door on your right, Ms. M, you will receive the most just treatment that anyone could ask for. What you will find will be an experience designed to fit anyone and everyone. The great masses, everyone on Earth, boiled down to a single human experience. For better 
and for worse. If you go through the door on your left, Ms. M, you will receive the most just treatment that you could ask for. A fate that has been prepared especially, specifically for you. All the evidence has been weighed, all the data has been taken into account, and a special treatment has been prepared. It will be whatever reward you deserve, for better and for worse. So then, I trust the choice is clear. I'm... I'm not sure what oh, you're... Oh, for God's sake. Do we have to explain everything here? It is the very soul of simplicity, Ms. M. If you consider yourself to be a better-than-average person, then you should go to your left and choose the door that's been specifically prepared for you. After all, if you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to fear. However, if you are somewhat unsure of your standing... Which wouldn't surprise us. It might be prudent to err on the side of caution. That, Ms. M., is the process of the trial. If you have any questions, Ms. M., now is the time. This... You're kidding, aren't you? This is some kind of joke, or... Do we sound like we're joking? Or reality TV, or, or some kind of a... Ms. M., I assure you there is nothing funny or frivolous about the trial. But... No, this makes no sense. What am I being charged with? What evidence do you have that I've done anything wrong? Well, that question presupposes a lot. Ms. M., we look after all of our citizens. It is a necessary measure in these challenging times. In other words, get off your high horse, you big baby. It's not about you. Will... Will either door kill me? I... I believe that's entirely dependent on you, Ms. M. I'm afraid that's all the time we have today, Ms. M. We will be back when we get the chance, but please, don't feel the need to wait for us. You are free to make your choice at any time. Yeah, any time. Make your choice carefully, Ms. M. Although, don't linger too long. We will need the cell back. Sooner or later. No, wait! You can't do this to me! You can't leave me in here! Wait, please! Wait! Please! And just like that, they were gone. I never found out how they came and went. I don't think I moved at all that first night. Or at least what I think was the first night. Finally, I got back on my feet, started trying to figure out what was around me. I reached a wall, same as the floor, solid, cold granite. I followed it around the edges of the cell until I found one door and then the other. And for the next eternal night, my life was entirely consumed by those two doors. Each one was unique in its own way. Each one was terrible in its own way. The door to my right, the one that led to the fate that everyone deserves, was made out of wood. It was splintered and cracked, and it seemed to practically be falling apart. It creaked at the slightest touch, and you got the sense that a stiff breeze would be enough to bust it open. The door to my left, my door, was something else. It was made out of some kind of metal, steel maybe, and even closed, it felt thick and heavy, and I wondered if I'd be able to push it open by myself. There were other things. Each one felt different. The door to my right was always hot, 
and, and warm air would often come up through the cracks, like there was some great oven running behind it 24-7. The door to my left was just the opposite. The metal was freezing. Just standing next to it was enough to get me shivering. Some days I felt bits of frost creeping in from under the door. But the worst were the sounds. That's what almost made me lose my mind. They'd come and go at different times, but they were there every day. There were screams from behind the door to my right. It sounded like people in pain, like they were being tortured, or, or like they were scared for their lives. That noise that interrupted Tennyson, the one I was supposed to put out of my mind, that came from the right. And that was bad enough, but the sound that came from behind the door to my left, I don't even know how to describe it. It sounded like some kind of machine or like some huge animal, I was never sure. The problem was that the first night, when I lay awake listening to what came from behind the door to my left, a thought came into my mind, a terrible thought. It sounds hungry. And well, you know how it is once you get a thought into your head. Of course, I couldn't see the doors in the darkness. Believe me, I didn't need to. I saw them in my nightmares. I sat there for days. Or weeks. Or years. How the hell was I supposed to make that choice? How the hell is anyone supposed to make that choice? I would go with quickly. You've wasted enough of our time already, you disgusting- What my associate is trying to say, Ms. M, is that this is what these sessions are for. We are here to assist you with this decision. But how? What am I supposed to base this on? What my third grade teacher used to say about me? Quite a little troublemaker. Still, she had a good heart, and you couldn't help but love her. What? Your third grade teacher, Mrs. Edgley. That's what she had to say about you the day she met with your mother. It's the closest thing we could find to a definitive statement. It's in your file. Like, what? How could you possibly know that? Please, you think we'd be doing this without going through every second of your pathetic, boring, not even fit to be a cure for insomnia life story? <clears throat> Lazy, unfocused, and disruptive at every turn. A directionless delinquent in waiting. Mr. Ravos, your fifth grade teacher. Oh, how the mighty have fallen in just two years. Every relevant detail of your life has been processed, Ms. M. Jackie Feldstein, at the start of your romantic relationship, said, I have never met a kinder woman, someone so willing to give of herself. Harper Bertram, at the end of your romantic relationship, I didn't feel like I was dating you so much as your drinking problem. Ah, your brother Michael, on his high school graduation, I could not have done it without Ellen here to support me. On the day of his home's foreclosure, this would have never happened if you hadn't been so greedy, you self-righteous bitch. Your mother, on- Okay! Okay. I think you've made your point. Look, you know what's behind these doors. Please, just tell me. Which one should I go through? I am sorry, Ms. M. That is the one question which we cannot answer. We have time for one more question today. Mr. Tennyson, which door would you recommend? I have told you many times that is the one thing that we cannot answer. If you were undergoing the trial, You don't have to answer that, Tennyson. That's horse manure. Don't dignify that. Leave Wait. us. 
Mr. Goodwin, but I said, go. That was very cute, Ms. M. It does not suit you. On the inconceivable occasion in which I were to find myself in your sad situation, I... I would be wise to choose the door on the right. We once told you, Ms. M, that our hospitality would have its limits. You might be wise to heed that recommendation. You hold on to that watch. You'll need it more than I will. I thought I was going mad before, with the silence. Now, now I was really starting to lose it. Nothing to distract me from that stupid watch. Ticking away. Mr. Tennyson should go to the door on the right. Was he a better person than me? I... And that's when I started to hear it. Moving in time with the seconds of the watch, this swinging sound. Getting louder and louder and louder, and suddenly I could feel blasts of wind, and then I realized what was happening. My time was up. I was getting evicted. The ceiling was descending upon me, swinging lower and lower like a great pendulum. And there I was, not sure of how far above me the great slab of stone was, but knowing that it was getting closer and closer, and hating myself, because even then, I still couldn't bring myself to move. I still couldn't make myself choose one of the two doors. And all of the time, it was getting lower and lower and lower until... Barely made it out in time. At the last moment, something took over me and I dove towards the right. Didn't even feel myself pushing open the wooden door. I just remembered spilling through it and landing on the floor. And when I looked down, I still had Tennyson's stupid pocket watch in my hand. And of course, a moment later... Excellent choice, Ms. M. Excellent choice. Please, follow me. Tennyson led me through a hallway. Eventually we got to an office. Or at least it looked like an office. He showed me to a desk and asked me to have a seat. Your papers should be arriving shortly. Thank you for your cooperation. Papers? Oh, oh, you mean my release forms? No. No, Ms. M. That will all be handled internally. This is just going to be some paperwork that you'll be helping us with. Paperwork? Just some standard work. Everyone that goes through door number one helps us out with some of it. For how long? Well, just for an hour. Oh. Well, I suppose that's not so bad. That's the spirit, Ms. M. That's the spirit. Well, I'll leave you to it. Hey, wait a minute. What am I supposed to do with these? I'm not even sure what these are about. Not to worry. You don't have to understand them. You don't even have to read them. You just have to staple them. And, well, that's pretty much where you came in. I'd been sitting here stapling and wondering about... Well, anyway, they sat you down at that desk. Makes sense, I guess, since you also picked the door on the right. (laughs) You know, it's funny. At first I was so scared of that metal door on the left, but now I kind of wonder what was... What's that? How many pages have I... Oh, I'm not sure. I've lost track. I feel like I've gone through hundreds of pages by now, or maybe thousands. I don't know, but... You remember the pocket watch I showed you? It's the one that Tennyson gave me. 
I've had it on my desk ever since right next to my paperwork. Take another look at it. It doesn't look broken, right? Yeah, but... It's not ticking. Is it? (laughs) Wait for it. Yeah. That's the third one. I think. Since I started. That was... A lot of pages ago. I don't think it's the watch that's broken. I think it's... Something else. And here we are with nothing to do. Just stapling. And wondering. Just stapling. And wondering what was behind the other one. That's all there is. Just stapling. And thinking about what would have happened if we'd gone to the left. I get the feeling that this might be a very, 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 very long hour. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.